Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes and make sure you use code witchy, W-I-C-T-H-Y for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. This is a show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are leading the way. And today we are talking all about cosmic self-care with Ashley Strongguard. And today we're talking about how to let go of the shoulds in self-care, how to tap into that cosmic energy and build a self-care practice that works for you. More about Ashley. She's a self-care coach, yoga teacher, astrologer, host of the Yoga Magic podcast. And for 10 years, she had studied meditation, yoga, astrology, and mindfulness practices that prioritize self-care and self-discovery. After having her two girls, Ashley discovered the hard way that taking care of yourself first is the only way to take care of others. Today, she supports her students and clients in up-leveling their everyday routines into magical self-care rituals. This is, sounds like such a juicy, witchy episode. Welcome, 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 Ashley, to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you. When you when you read it, it sounds especially juicy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> thank I love, you. I love hearing people read my bio too. I'm like, is that, I that's me? Oh, is that, yeah, did I write is. that? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That should be a self-care practice. Have other podcasters read your, like, read oh. read your bio in their podcast voice. It's like, oh, yes, like me. a podcast yes. voice. Yes. yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to dive into a topic. I think it, it's it's gotten kind of mainstream, right? Like, you know, people kind of understand the concept, but do we actually do it? And do we do it out of a place of love or like? You, you said to me, should, shut all over ourselves. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's definitely having a moment. I, I mean, both self-care and astrology. And astrology. Yeah, like oddly, yeah. self-care for sure has been having a moment, I think for a while. And, and which is funny because sometimes after a while, when things become super mainstream, I think they get sort of commodified in a way they get a little diluted and then astrology too is is so fun like I have some friends that I would never in a million years have thought would be interested in astrology and they're like will you read my chart I'm like uh yes please I would love to read your chart so it's a fun time to be working in this space yeah totally um how did you get into all that? I know your bio kind of 
transitions from, you know, motherhood to figuring out how to balance taking care of others. Was this like a gradual progression? Did you always kind of have something in your heart that you wanted to, to help others in this way? It was kind of gradual. You know, I think for many of us, that first initial step into spirituality, self-care can be a huge awakening. And for me, it was yoga. And this was, you know, 15 years ago or so. I took a yoga class totally in there for the physical benefits, right? Like I'm going to sweat my face off and get a six pack. Like what? I don't... That was the original vision. And I really learned quickly that yoga is so much bigger than that. And that's that's why the name of the show, my podcast is called Yoga Magic, because it's that moment of like, wow, we're connected to one another. I can make choices that best serve myself and ultimately others. So that was the catalyst, um, really started to practice more, eventually became a teacher, started working full-time in yoga. And it was it was just like kind of this dream work-life situation. I loved it. And then I had kids and I was all of a sudden like, oh, wow, like now we're juggling new things. Like this is a whole new test. I understand the importance of self-care and putting myself first in order to serve them. But like in practice, I wasn't doing it. It was really tough as many new parents, you know, busy people experience self-care often goes last. And so it was the second, my second daughter, her birth, that really was my like true, true spiritual awakening to tap into like the power of this work, the power of taking care of ourselves, the power of manifestation. So when I was pregnant with her, um, she, the, my first birth was kind of traumatic as like many first births are. They're just like, what is, what is this? I've never done this. <laughs> so with her, I, I really had a vision and I would meditate every day and I would take care of myself in a new way, emotionally, spiritually, and write down exactly what I wanted her birth to look like start to finish. Um, you know, I want to wear this outfit. I want to have this for breakfast. I want my labor to be this long, which like oddly, like anyone who's had kids knows that like you can't control any of this stuff. But what was so amazing, Lauren, is that it happened exactly as I wrote it out, like exactly. And in, you know, holding her in that moment, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have so much power when we invest in ourselves, we prioritize and we believe that we can do these things. And so that started to kind of course correct me into more of that spirituality work. And when the lovely pandemic hit, I all of a sudden realized I'm like, oh, I can do stuff online. I can have this podcast and study astrology online. And it's really taken off from there. And so I love to combine the individuality of the birth chart with specific self-care practices so that people can weed out all of that noise, that shoulding, again, all those advertisements and things, and really listen to what they need so they can be on that speed round to kind of where I was in that moment um, of of manifestation and self-care. So magic, yoga magic all the way. Yoga magic. I know, I know I'm a yogini and I know what you talk about when you get on that mat, especially when you first get into it, you're like, wow, this is what it feels like to be in my body. This is what it feels like to be present. There's a lot of power there, a lot of power, especially when you start to realize "Mm, when I'm present like this, for me, that is where a lot of the power for manifestation lies when we can really get clear and present and, and redirect our thoughts and not just 
fear, you know, worry and all that projecting. Just be aware. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, like just being aware of those thoughts too, so that we can ultimately move them into a different, more helpful space. But yeah, I mean, the funny thing too, is I think a lot of us, like we strive for that present moment, but it's, it's hard. It's really hard. Even in the yoga class, like I'm like, looking over, like, oh, I like her mat or like, mm, I'm hot. You know, like there's too much happening here. So it's tough, but with practice, it does get a little easier. Yeah. Well, when the moments, do, when the, when you are present, you're like, oh, and there it is. And there right. it is. And it's worth it. It's worth it. And I think for me, whether it's meditation or yoga, the moments where I am like super spacey or not present, and then I can get that little second of being present. It's just like, okay, I got this. I got this. I got Because I know me having to overcome myself is, is better than having like a really, even though I love it, like a juicy flow or a juicy meditation where it's just like everything aligns. But like when I can, when I can continually remind myself in a loving way to refocus, that's when I learn a lot about myself. And also learn, maybe I should be practicing more self-care rituals, <laughs> but like how, how, you know, what, what's my default kind of reaction to all of this stuff. And, um, in terms of manifestation, you know, a lot of attraction is kind of bigger now too. Totally. We don't realize, at least for me, a lot of that has to do with the shadow work and the stuff we don't want to look at oh my gosh, yeah. either, because that's what's, that's, that's what's holding you back from getting what you want anyway, is you is you. Um, I would love to hear, I know you have like this beautiful self-care guide to manifestation. Like how, how can we combine this? So you kind of like hinted a little bit with like your, your second child birth story visualization manifestation, but how can we, how can we combine those two like self-care manifestation to really flow into one another? Oh, there's so many connections and it's really ultimately just getting into that same vibration of what you want to bring in. Right. And I love the work by Joe Dispenza, how he really has you rehearse, rehearse that feeling of when you get the thing. It's so funny. My husband and I have been having this conversation a lot lately about like, okay, because we're about 30 days out from this third baby. Like when baby comes, we're going to do this and we're going to have this. And it's like, you know what? This is this is not, we can do these things now. We can live in the state of abundance right now. And it's not necessarily like, you know, she's obviously not here yet, but we can still live in that joy space. And so when you practice consistent self-care and you know what it feels like to feel good, when you know what it feels like to prioritize yourself that makes whatever it is that you're manifesting that much easier to latch onto, to feel that feeling now, to rehearse it. And there's a lot of really interesting synchronicities. I think to even just showing people and, you know, kind of like being contagious in the way you show up, if you are in a good spot and your cup is full and it doesn't happen every day. Like I, oh man, yesterday was a tear day, like pregnancy hormones to the max. But like, for the most part, if I can show up with my cup super full for my family, for my kids, for my loved ones, that's really contagious. And that bounces off. And then that attracts more good energy. And so it's about really understanding what feels good for you 
committing to that and knowing that you are so, so, so worthy of whatever it is that you're manifesting, that you get to do this now. You don't have to wait. There's going to be a carrot all the time that you're reaching for this new job, this new partner, this, whatever it is. No, you get to, you get to live the best life now. Um, but that does take some discipline. And so I love like you're nodding about Joe, Joe Dispenza. I love his specific like morning 24 hour meditation or 24 hour, 24 minute <laughs> meditation where you go through the body and then you do some visualization and man, it's simple, but it really, really changes the game. Do you do that one too? Uh, I'm laughing because I, <laughs> I've been doing, I've been going to Joe Dispenza retreats for since like 20. Have you? I've never been. 2017, oh my God, cool. 2018. And that's what got me into all of like his yes. stuff. It's like the morning and evening meditation. I did it for like six months, every single day in the morning yeah. and evening in like my life transformed. And now like, I, it just like, was like that I was already yoga and yoga and all this kind of health, uh, health coaching, all this stuff, but like really getting into, like you said, it's, it's law of attraction and how, mm-hmm. how we can actually reprogram our minds and our bodies and our lives. But we have to be different. If we want our lives to be different, if we want to manifest something, we have to be different and we can generate those, those emotions from within and and it's also about releasing the old stuff too which happens naturally but yeah that's that's how I got into all this and I love if anybody has not been to Dr. Joe Spencer retreat or can get to there magical 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 but um yeah that that those short little meditations it's just becoming aware and this is what I help my clients with too of our emotions throughout the day. So in the morning, he kind of like sets you up to like visualize how do you want your day to go? Or like, how do you want whatever you want to visualize to go? And the evening you from an observer, so non-judgmental point of view, you review your day, what happened, what emotions came up. If you had the chance to do it over again, which is key, because this is where we learn to reprogram. Well, how would you do it differently? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. would you do it differently? And not from a judgment place, like I screwed up today, but from a, okay, I'm going to change my life. And next time I'm going to catch myself before everything hits the fan. Maybe only half of it hits the fan, or maybe I'm full blown. Everything's up there, but I am building that awareness and that connection. So I can start to see, oh my God, this is, this is the pattern. This is the thought. This is the emotion that creates this event. And I mean, that's, that's law of attraction 101. I could go on and on and on and on about this, <laughs> but it, it's literally about the emotions. Like you said, it's about yeah. getting to that feel good state. So it's, you know, if you want a partner or abundance or whatever you want to manifest, what are those feelings? Yeah. Well, like you said, how can we feel those now? It's, you bring up a good point because right now, specifically in, in Astro Talk, it's a really potent time for exactly what you're saying in terms of like taking action. If you mess up, sort of just iterate, how can I, how can I adjust this? So Jupiter, the planet of luck, abundance, the big benefic, the thing that brings us all the good things is in the sign of Aries for basically till um, end of October, the majority, about a year on and off or so. Mm -hmm. So it's very much about taking action, going out and, putting your dreams into motion, right? Like actually 
using this dream and stepping the next step forward. But you know what? It is kind of messy. And Aries has to go first. Aries is the first sign of of the zodiac. And that's okay. If you mess up a little bit, you just you come back, you you make the adjustments and then you keep going. And so, you know, since we're talking manifestation, this is a really cool time to be using that momentum, that energy. And I love that evening practice again to just kind of revisit like, cool, I did this really great today. And like maybe I can work on this for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it's it's about the non-judgmental because I think it took me a while to get there because you know perfectionist default self here recovering perfectionist likes to be like what well, I, I it, that's what stops me a lot of the times so and I didn't do yeah. it a plus star you know level so I aka I can't do it at all you know all or nothing so it's like really telling how you react to this is where you make maybe need to dive into more self-care more more you know love in that space and self-care rituals really do help with that because sometimes our nervous system gets so freaking overworked and it's on the fritz that you you can't do anything else you can't do that that the deep quote-unquote work or the meditations because your body is just on haywire I don't know mm-hmm. if you felt like that before, but I do. Oh time. my gosh. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, there's so much science behind that being yeah. in that constant state of fight or flight. There's a great book, um, maybe read it called burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski that Ooh. talks about their sisters. It's so cool. They talk about when we move from stress stress to stress, like we can't necessarily control the stressors, right? Like I can't control my four-year-old running away from me at target, but I can control the stress in my body. But what's happening is that ultimately we're just moving on to the next stress and the next stress, and we're not processing Mm -hmm. that stress in the body. Um, And so they give a lot of really tangible tips. And it's like, you're saying this whole self-care, it allows us these moments, whether it be something simple, like taking a few breaths or going for a walk or shaking your body, whatever it is, you literally process that stress in order to move out of fight or flight and into parasympathetic and to rest and digest for just a little bit before another one comes, (laughs) but we need that. (laughs) Totally, totally do. Um, I would love to hear how you use the birth charts and astrological readings to kind of dive into like personalized self-care. Yes. Yes. It's definitely something that like, I feel is sort of unique and it's been yeah. so fun to, to use it in this way. Um, so I use the birth chart, you know, it's a, it's a snapshot of who you are preconditioning of life, right? It's, it's who you are at your soul level. If you're brand new to astrology, you can get your birth chart for free in tons of places, cafe, astrology, co-star, whatever it is. I really love Chani Nicholas's website, chaninicholas.com to get your chart for free. So when you have your birth chart, you're literally looking at who you are on a soul level and the specific placements that I like to use to really hone in to self-care practices are the sun, the moon, and Mars. And then we use some other pieces too, but the sun is really your energy source. This is your vitality. This is what you are in the light. And so when we see your sun sign, what's your sun sign, Lauren? I'm a Sag. Sag sun. Ooh, optimistic queen. So 
when you look at your sun sign, you're really saying like, what practices fuel me? What give me energy? And for Sagittarius, that's all about adventure. Literally you're in an RV (laughs) exploring the world right now, like travel. I'm like, this is it. This brings you that energy source. It's also at times solitude. Sagittarius is really individual, but wise connected to spirituality. So again, those practices that provide you with energy, that's where your sun lies. The moon is more of those deeper emotional practices. You know, we're talking shadow work. We're talking meditation. What do your dreams look like? That's subconscious. The moon is the inner child or really that subconscious brain, the part of ourselves that we at times or most of the time deny. We don't even realize it's there. But with some digging and with some with some self-reflection, we understand and we get to learn and work from that. I think this is kind of that like magical source. This is where practices, where the manifestation lies. What's yours, your moon, Lauren? I'm looking you know, it up because I'm drawing. I should have put you I, have, on the spot. I know. I was like, keep talking. I'll look it up, hold my chart up right okay. now because I'm like, what is that? But the also what's so interesting about the moon is this is where you feel nurtured. So it's a great, it's a great opportunity where you feel safe and you can practice these things that are more, more vulnerable. So the moon, if you know, my moon is in Capricorn. Capricorn is a bit of a tougher placement for the moon because Capricorn wants to do, Capricorn wants to accomplish. And so for me, I know that my work actually feels really safe. That feeling of success and that feeling of accomplishment is something that I really, really enjoy and, and feel that nurtured self. But I also know having you know an earth moon that I have to do a little bit extra digging in order to tap into my emotions, tap into the parts of myself that feel more vulnerable. And then the final piece is Mars. And Mars is really interesting because Mars is not only our motivation that are kind of like that fire for taking action. You were talking Aries before Aries is Mars ruled. So taking action and putting these actual self-care practices into place, but it's also where triggers lie. So if you're like, oh, this is where, you know, this is what causes me significant stress. By understanding the sign that your Mars is in, you really can understand the flavor of your motivation and your triggers. And then we put those all together and we write up a plan. How can you energize yourself? How can you nurture yourself? How can you stay motivated? Um, it's it's so fun and it's so individualized, right? Yeah. And, the really like the goal for me with clients is to be able to tune out again all of that noise, tune out the the wellness influencer you see on Instagram that's like amazing at their morning routine, and you're just like, I can't get up. Well, you're a Pisces moon. That's okay. Like, give yourself some grace here, and understand like what actually works for you. Try some of those practices on, and if it doesn't, then move on to something new. But it really narrows the field. Yeah. Okay. I looked it up. I can't believe I blinked on this, but my moon is in Libra and my Mars is also in Sagittarius. Ooh. Okay. So Libra moon really feels safe in those relationships, feels safe in connection, um, in harmony and balance. The practice like breath work where your body is literally literally putting yourself. That's what I'm about to go into breath work training. So yes, yes, yes. yes. Literal equanimity in the body, right? It brings that have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet? Real talk. Not all anxiety is created equal, nor 
Can you manifest the same way with it? Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to embrace and manifest with your anxiety today. That balance, Libra is all about balance, is one of those really safe practices. And the tendency, and I guess like the cautionary with having Libra in a place where like you feel safe is that sometimes you... I shouldn't say necessarily you, but sometimes Libra energy wants to people please, wants to make sure that mm-hmm. everyone else is taken care of. That feels good. It feels safe to be like, do you need a drink? Oh, let me get, no, just let me get you a drink. You know, <laughs> you're fine. And so giving yourself just that reminder that like your worth is not wrapped up in what other people's well being is. It's totally safe just to be yourself and follow your own needs. And kind of tune out some of the rest. Mars and Sag, there's that, again, just that motivation for adventure, like not being tied down, being able to have variety, like working remotely. Oh yeah. I I mean, it's so, so helpful. And when that freedom can sometimes get taken away, Mm -hmm. I experienced this a lot as a mother. Like I love my kids, but ultimately like my freedom is not always as present as it used to be. And sometimes that can feel really triggering. And so I just want to work with that. I want to understand that. How can I nurture myself in order to balance that out? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I totally get that. And that makes complete sense. Yesterday I was in that default self mode of like, have you eaten something today? Would you like this drink? I've made this, you know, just like that go. And I know, and I get called out on it too, because (laughs) it's just, there's a natural, there's a shadow side to all of that too, that you right. have to kind of work, work out and, and, and balance for. Um, yeah. So if people are listening and maybe know their birth charts, what, what are some maybe overall just like generic, maybe like tips that like we can kind of steer people towards or away from, you know, it's as far as self-care goes, I think my biggest just tip and lifestyle practice is that it changes. It changes all the time. And what your everyday practices are, what things come up, one day they might might be like, ah, oh, that doesn't work anymore. And so like you had said earlier, all or nothing, you know, we don't have to be all or nothing. This is so true. Some days, five minutes is all I can get in and that's okay. Some days it's like an hour, of, you know, I have the opportunity, an hour of meditation or whatever it is, but just like giving yourself that freedom to know it does not have to look the same. It doesn't have to be rigid. And also even you had said in yoga, like when you're practicing, you're like, oh, I should be doing more yoga. If we can remove that from our vocabulary, because it's like, it's just, we just end up shaming ourselves for not getting there. It's we're doing the best that we can possibly do. There is a point where if, you know, you're getting to that point where you're like, man, I'm not nourishing myself. I'm not eating. I'm not like going to the bathroom when I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like holding my potty for so, so long. You know, like we do these things. 
hurts. That's when I say like, okay, you, it's okay to shut on yourself a little bit about your basic human needs because we have to put those first. And we don't, we literally do not. We don't move our bodies and feed ourselves and sleep. So that's where should can come in. But the outside of that, like just listen to what you want, listen to what feels good, you know, schedule it in, but have some fluidity and um, be okay with changing it up. Yeah. I know mine changes all the freaking time, depending on the day and even what I think I'm going to be doing. Yeah. For me, the shoulds in that situation, like you beautifully said, it's kind of where the, I call it divine discipline of like, yeah, yeah, you need to take care of yourself. Like the basic needs, like making sure you, your vessel can function right at a, a optimal or what you can do optimal level. And I think People sometimes think that self-care is a yoga class, is a bubble bath, and it totally can be those things, but it's also taking that responsibility and discipline to show up for yourself and like basic, I don't say basic, but like core needs, but also push yourself to do things that might make you feel uncomfortable. Like 10, 15 years ago, I had horrible anxiety. I couldn't even go to a yoga class because I was so anxious about like, I didn't know what they were going to, the the sequencing was going to be, right? So for me back then, going to an in-person yoga class was that self-care, but that kind of pushed me a little bit further to be able to really step into who into I am. Because I think for me, I know self-care can be very nourishing, but also can be that 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 little bit of a a push. Because sometimes, oh my gosh, comfortable, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. we don't want to do the things that take care of us the most. <laughs> No. Yeah. It's, it, there's like that, like you said, divine discipline. I love yeah. that. That's totally true. Yeah. Do you, what are some tips? Like if you, speaking of divine discipline, if you are feeling not like you have a lot of it right now and you're kind of stuck in the pit and you know, you need to do something, what are, do you, what are some tips that you do in your life? Cause it's so different, but mm-hmm. they kind of allow you to feel what you need to feel but also start to take like those baby steps towards that self-care towards, towards your heart. Because sometimes when you're in, in the mess of it, it's, you don't, you don't want to get out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been there. I think we all have. And one, I think is just recognizing how you're feeling rather than just pushing through or trying to self-care your way out of it. Like it's okay to be sad. I say that to my kids all the time. It's mom's sad today. It's okay to be sad. That's, that's part of life. So recognizing, but then also there's, I often will encourage clients and really anyone that, that is interested in this work to have an emergency toolkit where you just have a few really simple practices that, you know, feel really good because like you said, it is really individualized. I would love to say to everyone, if you're going through a tough time, you know, go lay out on the grass, get some sun on your face. I mean, that actually would be really great for most people, but give yourself you know, just that moment, but that doesn't speak to everybody. Right. And so knowing exactly what you enjoy, what feels good in the moment, um, the elements are a really helpful place to look. So if you do like, if you're like paralyzed with like, okay, I'm just so, uh, I don't know what to do to take care of myself. If you are, um, relatively heavy in one of the elements or like your sun sign is in one of the specific elements. So I can kind of talk through each of those. So if you have like a water, um, a water chart, relatively high water in your chart, you're a water sun, you can do things like literally being near water. You can work through emotions. You can give yourself the opportunity to literally like cry it out. You can go for a swim. You can take a bath. Think about like the actual element itself. 
If you are an air heavy chart or air sun, it's about learning new things. It's about socializing. It's about coming up with ideas, being around people, read a book, um, you know, give yourself some time to be with your thoughts, to process those thoughts. Whereas the, 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 Water is going to more want to kind of release and pour that out. This is more like, why am I feeling this way? For an earth heavy individual, you're going to want to get outside. These are the people who are going to go lay out in the grass <laughs> and then be in the sun, go for a walk, sit your butt on, you know, on a chair, your feet on the ground, connect to the earth, do a little bit of breathwork practice, do a little bit of um, meditation to connect your body down to this ground. And then finally, fire. Fire is all about movement and action. So if you're heavy fire, you're going to want to maybe go for a run, do a little bit of a workout, dance it out. I got one of those like mini trampolines. I'm pretty heavy fire. Um, and I like the rebounders, like fancy word for it. And just like having fun on the rebounder, one of the best ways to boost some of that stress through the body. Um, and it's about transmuting and changing and action oriented those emotions into something good. Um, So that's, you know, again, like if you're really like, I don't know where to start, but it does help if you have some time to come up with just one or two or three practices that you know are your favorites and you have them in your toolbox in those moments where things are paralyzing, reach for those or maybe one of these earth or one of these element ideas as well. I love that. I love that. And I'm, I also, I don't have it with me now because I don't have space, but I also have a rebounder and so much fun. And I, yeah, it just being silly with it too when any self-care practice like not taking it so seriously because I can like I'm going to go to yoga and I'm going to oh yeah you know no just having a dance party you know you you know I'm you say fire heavy chart and I go oh yeah because I love moving my body (laughs) I love going for that run dancing shaking jumping yeah 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 (laughs) yeah and it doesn't it can just be like you know spur the moment do what whatever you need to do doesn't have to be this planned out tomorrow and right. waking up at this time and doing this, you know. And I feel like that's more fun, like the spontaneity, maybe not just the sad to me, but um the adventure, adventure of it all and allowing whatever to come up to to come up. And we in my my tribe, we say rule six, which rule six is have fun, like. Don't take things too seriously. Have fun. So we just like roll six, roll six. Don't, don't take it too seriously. Have fun. Have fun. That. Yeah. And I have a, I have a pit kit that I had created. Like when I am in the Oh, pit. I so love I, that pit kit. That's yeah. What I, do. I have a, a, a playlist that I know are like my favorite, like no matter what mood I'm in, these songs are going to get me going, yes. you know, just, just creating that when you're not in the pit or just thinking of things now. And having a list of ideas that are those self-care things that you just beautifully described are so helpful because then you're like, okay, I can just do one of these things. I know that this is going to help me. I don't have to think about it because when you're in the pit, sometimes you're just like overwhelmed by the emotions and life and right. you can't yeah. even think because you're not even that vibration of that solution whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And that's okay exactly. too. So prepping ahead of time. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I like that pit pit kit. That's great. Yeah. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on today. It My was pleasure. so magical. Um, was there anything else that you felt called that you needed to talk about or wrap up before we start to close the show out? 
No, I think just, you know, this is such a great time, everybody, to be taking some action, like I said, and and really listening to like what your where your dreams have been percolating in the last year or so and what you can do to put them forward while really committing to your self-care in the process. And yeah, I it, you know, I know it's kind of like it feels like a tough time to kind of be around, but it it's ultimately like we're the ones who got get to be here right now to do some of this like really meaningful work. And it makes me really excited. So we're all in this together. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for your presence today and your wisdom and all the cosmic self-care goodness that you shared. How may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today? Oh, such a beautiful question. Well, I think first, just listen to what feels good, everybody. Listen to your your true like desires and what feels right to fill up your cup and know that it is okay to put yourself first. And if you need ideas, I have over 150 episodes on yoga what? magic with different self-care practices and healers and ideas that you can try on and you can see what works for you if you need some guidance. So prioritize yourself today, friends. It's so important. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for those reminders and powerful, powerful reminders at that. It was so amazing to be able to talk with you today. Thank you, Lauren. This was great. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body